0: Welcome to the Outer Realm with Michelle roche and Amelia Passano. Airing live on the United Public Radio Network 105.3 FM in New Orleans.
1: Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome to the Wednesday night segment of the Outer Realm, first segment of 2024. We're broadcasting live on the United Public Radio Network, UFO Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 FM from the Gulf Coast, and 107.7 FM from New Orleans. We are fully sponsored by the amazing people over at Folgers Coffee who are continuing their journey with us here into 2024. So thank you, Folgers. We appreciate you so much. You have no idea we couldn't or wouldn't. Do it without you. Also, big thank you to Dr. Snick, Justin Snicker, aka the Sonic Surgeon, for his contribution of his time, his music, and the voice that you heard on their intro. And happy that he's on board for again for 2024. He's an award winning composer of Halloween, horror, sci fi, and dark wave electronic music, which can be found on all of your favorite streaming platforms. Also, Steve McGuinness, another. Sponsor of 2024 the artist behind our banners and logos here at the show check him out on facebook and instagram also specializes in the halloween genre and does all sorts of fantastic commission pieces of any type so tonight of course starting off um, 2024 right <laughs> we are welcoming for the very first time julie jean bassett an animal communicator pet medium energy healing practitioner she's also a shamanic practitioner her passion and her service to humanity is to help resolve physical emotional and behavioral issues for their companion animals say i love that and i know bubbles wishes she could be here as well but she's under the weather and you know tis the season and if you do suffer from migraines and such it's never fun so we're going to wait for our guests to come in so i hope everybody had a really good new year's um nice to see you guys back here hey z-sun hello Janie. wayne where are you there you are (laughs) down for the count but here you are yes animal communication has always fascinated me as well big time um there's just so much so much um stuff that i you know we like to know about our own pets because see we, we do a lot of pet rescues and we don't often know anything about their past we don't know always where they come from sometimes the organizations have an idea sometimes people they just don't they don't tell you anything they don't know anything so you're left playing you know guessing games and trying to figure it out and it's really sad especially if there's health issues or behavioral issues or things that make them nervous so you know we're really really um blessed to be able to to have rescues or just such joys to have they're just so so sweet and they're so often so grateful and it takes a long time, you know, to socialize them at time. I had, I had a dog that took almost 10 months and you couldn't even touch her. And this chihuahua, just not happy about being touched for 10 months. So, you know, it, it took us a bit of time to get used to that. So, you know, it would have been good to have somebody like Julie say, oh no, she doesn't like to be touched because, or, <laughs> you know, maybe she was manhandled, maybe she was dropped. Like you, you just, you don't know. But yeah, we nicknamed her Cujo for a long time. <laughs> That's true. I know. I know. Hey, Ron, all the way from Scotland. How are you? Hey, Tamara. Ah, uh, Janie. I know Amelia would love to be here. I know she would. Um, Steve's working on pet portraits right now. Wow, funny that Steve is working on pet portraits. So. Maybe you guys might want to check him out and get one of your favorite pet portraits done. That would be nice. Uh, we've lost Julie. She's here. No camera. Let's just bring her on board, Julie, you with us. Not yet. Okay. I'll bring her back. <laughs> I'm sure she'll be back. Um, so anyway, yeah, pet portraits. But our little rescues are definitely the joy you know, of our, of our lives. And and I mean, I've been doing pet rescue personally for many, many years. I think I only actually got two dogs my entire life, um, from breeders and, you know, they had, they had their own share of issues, but they, you know, always a joy and, uh, stayed with us until, you know, literally they became very aged and, and pass away. And like people, they tend to get a lot of you know, illnesses, you know, like it's hard to see you have an animal with kidney failure or you have an animal with cancer and because they can't talk to you and you just don't know what's going on with them. And it just, just takes so much, just so much to, to try to sort it all out. So they're just like little people. And our guest is back.
0: <laughs> Hi,
1: how are you? How about that?
0: I was trying to stream to my Facebook business page, but Uh uh-oh it was i can't figure it out so
1: oh yeah you should be able to just add it as you come in it should give you um the option up at the top right near where you know it says the live i think over the very right hand side Uh, yeah give it a whirl
0: (laughs) yeah i don't think i can do it i i yeah i don't know
1: (laughs) oh no not good well, you feel free to tinker. That's okay.
0: <laughs> well, I'm afraid I'm going to kick myself out again. So, oh, uh, I'm sure you'll send me a link so, so that I can just post it in my business. Page. I, I,
1: absolutely, absolutely. In fact, what I can do for you right now is I will email you the live link, um, and you can you can post it to. I, I I did do that, but I will do this again. So share. And this way people can get in chat right away if they want and and um, listen to you. So let me give me one right. second. People be patient with me. Okay. Because I am here. Oh, there, well, there's Joe. Okay. So here it is. Julie, this is the live link right now. So you can. Awesome. Should be Thank okay. You so much. All right. Hopefully all will go well. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Ron says he prefers the company of animals to people they're more trustworthy probably not wrong at a whole lot of levels uh with that um so people feel free to chime in remember we have seven different chat rooms right now and we can only go at a certain pace and you know our guests can see your comments so we will do our very best to um we will do our very best to, to get to people as it comes up. So, Laura Lee, here you are. Hello. Familiar face. Always nice. So, I hope everyone had a great New Year. And um, I know we've been looking for this. I have been sitting here trying to hook up with Julie. To figure out what's going on with our own pets for a while. And everybody knows, you always hear me be a harpy about my schedule. And it hadn't changed over Christmas where you thought it was going to get nice and quiet. that does not happen very often for me. But I'm still working on questions. (laughs) But I got the pictures and some questions. So we're we're partway there. And and the thing is,
0: you can ask more questions as we go along. So there's plenty of time. That's good. The questions will be pretty generic, I think, for, for the three
1: girls because they're all rescues. You know, they just have different situations and and then we have, you know, one who's passed on. And so, you know, um, it's always really hard. I was explaining to people earlier how it's very difficult when you're dealing with rescues because you just do not know their history. You don't know, you know, where they come from, if they how much damage they've had, or maybe they they just You know, maybe they were lost from their families. Maybe they were given up. There's just so many different things. So, sadly, happy new to all your viewers. Thank you very much, Ron. So, let me know when you're ready to go, (laughs) Julie. I'm ready. All right. So, let's talk about humble beginnings is where I usually like to start. And when did you realize you could communicate with animals?
0: Probably when I was little, I had a daughter that was, I considered my sister because we kind of grew up together and I was an only child and I could always sense the way she was feeling. And um, um, so I think I, I kind of knew then, but because, oh, it's just your imagination or, you know, that just, that's not real. So like most people, I shut it off. And then in 2017, I had back surgery. And two weeks after that, I had a pulmonary embolism where I nearly died. Oh, my God. I decided I didn't want to go back to my stressful um, corporate job. Although I did um, because jobs, you know, financial security. Of course. Um, But while I was on my short-term disability, I ended up taking a course in health, a health coach course, mm-hmm. one in, um, to be a transitional coach and one in animal communication. And mm-hmm. the animal communication one had also energy healing, so I could also heal the animals. And that just really lit me up. And I felt very passionate about that. Um, Yeah, Uh, it's so rewarding because they're
1: just so innocent, you know, they can't speak for themselves. They need someone like you to do it. And I enjoy being
0: their voice.
1: Oh, goodness. Do you have pets of your
0: own? Yes, I have, well, one cat right now. I did have two, but they both passed uh, and are now my guides or some of my guides.
1: Interesting. So... Um, how is it like living with your pet, knowing exactly what your pet is thinking or you're pretty much how your pet is feeling, being able to communicate? Um, how does a pet feel about it? <laughs> Cats are crafty. They're like ninjas. They don't like to know or they don't like you to know.
0: Well, Rosie was very much um, like my soul cat. Oh. and so I was able to communicate with her very well and um, you know she was like a 20 pound cat she um, um, I kept telling her we need to put her on a diet so that it would be better for her bones and her health and she's saying no I'm pleasantly plump I do not I like my food <laughs> I, I I will not go on
1: a die. Okay. <laughs> well then.
0: <laughs> you know, they have free will too. And she was perfectly happy. Um, right. right. And then I had her son too. And he was a little monster, but you know,
1: <laughs> aren't they all cats or just cats think they're royalty. And well, that they why you sort of chihuahuas.
0: <laughs> they are.
1: <laughs> yeah. They've, they've got quite a rich history, you yes. know, without a doubt. So you, you decided that you, you've gotten this training, you had this natural ability and you decided to, to reach out. I mean, you've got a really great resume. Um, you know, I went just, obviously just went through the small, the first portion of it, you know, helping to resolve physical, emotional, behavioral issues and companion pets. Um, I could have used somebody. I mean, obviously I am because we're in communication, (laughs) doing it but um i could have used someone like you like you know many years ago you don't encounter many people who do this i think i've encountered one person um who i ended up using um we're
0: talking probably about 15 years ago and then just she just dropped off because a lot of people think it's too woo woo and um you know now it's becoming more accepted i guess right um, right but yeah for a long time and i was like in the bible belt and it's like oh no 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 right um, but even in the bible it says that we communicate with animals uh i, I can't quote the r- right passage right now but no of course stated in the in the bible
1: right and do you think this is just a natural ability that people should be able to have?
0: We all have this ability, right? we right. all born with this ability to be able to communicate with animals. And, um, most of us have shut it off. Um, because you know, people think they have imaginary friends. Oh, that's not real. And so we shut it off or we're, we're criticized for it or, um, Made fun of about it, right? And so people shut it off, but everyone has this ability.
1: Well, Laura Lee says Julie's an incredible animal communicator as well as a teacher and phenomenal shamanic practitioner. Of course, Laura Lee is not biased. That's <laughs> 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 why we love her. <laughs> <Of> course not? <laughs> um I know for myself, you know, there have been times where i I feel like I could pick up on what my pets are saying. and it's only been recently where I heard her actual voice. And I'm like, what was that? (laughs) And I realized that it was Pixie. So I have to wonder, do you think maybe people are just, are hearing them and are not really acknowledging it? Or is this just not tuning in because they don't think animals can actually communicate?
0: A little of both. A lot of it is because we share so much energy with our pets right and it's hard to tell what's yours and what's theirs right and a lot of it is to go in with an open mind and trust what you're getting just set your ego aside and just trust what you're getting right
1: right that's a tough one because people don't even trust in their own abilities of fight or flight absolutely let let alone trying to um communicate you know with their pets so what is it like communicating with pets compared to let's say an adult we have a lot of blockage as adults you know right that has a way of doing that to you
0: <laughs> to me they're more like kids they all right. have their unique personalities they all I mean I've had them come and sing songs to me <laughs> and and I mean, it, it's just phenomenal, and and some of the stories they tell me, and it, it, it's just incredible. Right, right. So
1: they it, they know obviously that you have this this light about you, and that you're one of those people that they can reach out to. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. So, what's some of the more interesting animals that you've had communication with? Like. Something like obscure or sassy. Any story you want to tell?
0: <laughs> well, I had a horse one time that started singing the theme song to Mr. Ed. And what he was telling me is he used to be a dog. He he had just lost a dog friend. And they used to be buddies in a previous life. But he saw this this show... Mr. Ed, I don't know if you remember that show or no, not.
1: Sadly, I do. I'm aging myself, but Yes.
0: So yes. he was singing the thing to it and says, I saw that and I wanted to come back as a horse. <laughs> and so he did. And his friend decided, no, that's too much for me and came back as a dog. Right. And, um, but yeah, I, that, um, someone had me help try and track a, um, bearded dragon that had gotten lost. Right. Um, Oh, interesting. Which that was kind of bizarre. I've never talked to a bearded dragon before. Wow. Um, I like it. (laughs) That's obscure. obscure. I had a cockroach in my house one time and it taught me about survival. So, oh. wow,
1: <laughs> who knew, but you don't think of it now. We're, now we're getting onto like a different level with insects, you know, so that that's actually really interesting to me. So what did that feel like? Did it feel, was this like a tiny little voice? Or did you actually hear this little
0: guy loud and clear? Well, I don't, my gifts are a little bit different than yours. Okay. I don't necessarily always hear them. Okay. But sometimes they'll download information into me. I, I understand. Or they'll that. send me pictures. Yep, I understand that. Or, um, yeah. So those are the main, my main gifts as far as being able to communicate. Mm-hmm. Most of the time we're sending pictures or they're just downloading information to me. It sounds almost like an extraterrestrial. <laughs> it's like, like
1: seriously. You know, they they do. They tend to, to give you downloads and images
0: and, and and who knows, a cockroach might be in <laughs> it. I've seen
1: men in black. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. I know. <laughs> um face says I think my cat understands what I'm saying better than I understand what she is meowing. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But hey, you need to get Roger on this. <laughs> Faye is from Faye uh, and Roger are from Latino Psychic Visions. And Roger is a very, very gifted um, individual as well. And if anybody can catch their show on Wednesdays, I believe it's 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. Did I get that right, Faye? Pretty sure. Um, Ron says very often cats or dogs indoors would just stare at the wall. And it said that they can see spirits and probably of of humans or animals themselves. Animals are very gifted.
0: Yes, they are, so, and they understand a lot more of what you say than you think they do. Sometimes they're just kind of tuning it out because they don't like small talks as much. You know, when you go into, oh, what color's your bowl? Where do you like to sleep? It's like right they they want to talk about stuff that's more meaningful to them. I think animals
1: tend to be really deep on so many levels i mean if you follow the buddhist um, way of life they believe that animals can come back i mean we can all come back as animals or we can come back as humans we can incarnate on different planets um have you ever had any animals communicate with you and say hey yeah my name is joe and i used to live down the street as an as an adult you know as a male man
0: or whatever I had that but one of the most profound things that I've gotten from a cat it it was a um, a cat that it had been feral in a previous life and he goes yeah we all start off as feral. they all start off as wild cats and then they slowly with each life become more and more domesticated and until they're a pampered lap cat or a house cat
1: right. Right. So we ruin them <laughs> by, by just letting them be free and, and we coddle them and turn them into big babies and and they love
0: just,
1: it. <laughs> they, well, yeah, I know one every morning that you know my daughter's cats are staying with us and uh every morning like clockwork, bam, 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 let me in, meow, 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 <laughs> feed me. And then goes and chirps at the squirrels and just, you know, it's a cat's life. I think I want to come back as a darn cat. Yeah, it's
0: like, uh, it's 6.05. I'm supposed to be fed at 6.
1: The what? Sorry? <laughs> the
0: the cat that's, um, you know, shredded the, the toilet paper says, uh, I'm supposed to be fed at 6. It is 6.05. It's not 6.10. It's not 6.05. It's 6 a.m.
1: <laughs> it's like somebody's forgotten the schedule and attempted to yep. sleep in, and we can't have that. So, um, Laura Lee says, "I hear the animals, and I even, and I, I even had in Julie's class, her stepmom's service dog even sent me the rest of the medication he's on. Well, that's that's interesting. <laughs> I love that though. In Egypt, cats are considered sacred, and so is cattle sacred in India. Yeah, agreed. Yes, yes. agreed." You know, um, so basically, people like myself come to you and try to work out problems with their animals. Um, what's the most common thing about, uh, you know, that that people reach out to you for?
0: Um, in cats, it's peeing outside the litter box. Really, and in dogs, it's. Um, probably aggressive behavior or you know um uh, being too too protective of their owners or their guardians, right I hate using the word owners, but their guardians right,
1: hmm, that's funny um with again with the cats, you know. Barking. yeah, <laughs> barking, yeah. See for me, it would be again with with rescues. I guess because I'm affiliated with so many um, rescues as well, and individuals who who own them or run them, and um, dealing with you know pets that have maybe come from. I know I had one that came from a puppy mill, and yeah. uh, it's, it's just it's really difficult to try to to get their history. You don't always have it,
0: and that's where a lot of times I can get their history right and it it's very enlightening for the owners or the guardians Mm -hmm. um i can cut the cords to those past lives um because a lot of them have ptsd oh yes and so that is one of the ways i help um traumatized animals heal their ptsd
1: wow yeah i don't think people think of animals being traumatized in that way—I mean, where it's ongoing. There's such a strong belief system, you know. Even vets um, have have made comments to, to, to a couple of people I know that, oh no, you know, this this animal's not going to remember their life in six weeks. They're just going to focus on the now. And I'm like, no, I don't think that's the case because about dogs, like I said, I had a dog for ten months. I couldn't touch her. She was terrified. And, and it took 10 months to win her over.
0: Well, with rescue dogs, it takes at least three months for them to settle in and figure out, oh, this is home. I, I'm not going anywhere. This is home. Right. Um, so at least three months. Um, and sometimes with light, loud noises, a lot of that's tied to a past life. I had this one um, German shepherd that was a war dog Mm, and had, um, you know, bombs going off. And so of course he was scared of all the noises, the fireworks, the thunder, it it just traumatized him each time. He even got some like shrapnel or something in his ear. And so it was hard for him to hear
1: Oh, my goodness. See, so just you don't think beyond like the past life. And and because, you know, I mean, some people don't believe it in their own past lives. So it's really hard to to think outside the box that way. Here's a question for you, Faye. My sister's Norwegian forest cat will random, at random attack my leg when I visit my sister. I find it surprising and annoying at the same time because I mean, it hurts. Do you think the cat feels the need to protect my sister? even though he would know the cat would know Faye. what's the cat's name Faye, chime in what's the cat's name we'll wait for that to come up you need the cat's name
0: Faye. because because there it could be several reasons Elderly. they're, they're pre- there I'm sorry? Hildy. Hildy. Um, What I'm saying is it could be several reasons. Either they're trying to protect their owner. Either they think it's fun and it's playtime. I'm just trying to tap into Hildy right now. She thinks of you as a toy. <laughs> Figure. To Crazy cat.
1: <laughs> hmm. It comes out of the blue, the attack. Yeah. Cats go to the beat of their own drum to start with. And I have actually known a couple of cats just like that. And I kept, I would think to myself, like, it's, just, it's kind of like got a loose wire in
0: there or something. It's like a short circuit. They are big cats. Yes, they are. Yeah. I had this one client one time that um, every time she sang, the cat would attack her. And it's like, she doesn't like your singing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Of course, I didn't tell her that. but Right. Right. That's it. No, she has a horrible voice. I don't want her to see. Because yeah, I mean their hearing is so much better than ours that a loud noise, you know, reverberates in their ears and it, it's painful for them sometimes. Right.
1: right. I can understand that. I can understand that. I think it comes down to, you know, even small animals, you know, like like I I've got chihuahuas, I've I've had Doberman's, I've had huskies, I've had German shepherds. For the last few years, it's been chihuahuas and you're three pounds and you see a tall person coming in and trying to, you know, reprimand you all they see is this over top yeah. of them. Right. And then people wonder, well, why are they so aggressive? Well, if they're trying to protect their owner or if they're trying to, you know, maybe they're just frightened in general. So they're going to react that way. And And I think we don't think of things like that. You know, try, try just being on the floor with them and seeing the world from how they see it.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, And a lot of times, you know, the smaller animals don't like to be picked up. No, sweetie. Mama's trying to work. Oh, that's okay. We don't mind animals (laughs) on the show. Well, she's knocking over my camera. Oh,
1: that makes it a bit harder. It's because she wants her her little claim to fame.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Um, (laughs) But where was I going with this? Um, They don't like to be picked up, small animals. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, they've got free will just like we do. And here we're picking them up. And they're saying, no, I don't want to be picked up. Right. And so... Sometimes it's very frustrating for them when they're being picked up all the time. Right.
1: Yeah. Chihuahuas in this house are sol then because they get picked up, but they seem to like it. They they look. Yeah, some like it.
0: Some like rituals. Sometimes it's just at certain times when, you know, they're doing something else, and you know. And, oh no! I don't want to be picked up right now. But some are are spoiled, and they love being picked up. It just depends on the animal, right? They right. all have free will,
1: right? And now you find, like, when you're dealing with new pet parents, have you ever had new pet parents come to you and say, "Okay, you know, I want to know right off the bat what my pet wants from me, and how I can be the best pet parent." to my pack
0: uh i think most of my clients are ones that have issues uh, that they've been going on for a while or something and it's like you know we've been to the trainer we've we've done all we can do we don't we're kind of at a loss right um I've done a lot of pet mediumship when people have lost a pet, right? Um, and seeing if they're going to reincarnate and come back to them, and what's that going to look like? I've I've done a lot of that too. Um, that but are as just... as pet parents? Yeah, not so much. Yes,
1: I because that's like some of like the questions that I have already. Like waiting is just like what what can we do? To make your life better, are we doing it right? Do you need something else from us? It's not just so much what where they come from and what's going on with them it's it's what can we do to enrich their lives?
0: Yeah, and I have had a few like that um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that's
1: just that's just us. I don't think people. Always think about stuff like that because I think if if it if it's there's something about our energy or something about us that our pets are are just you know I mean come on you can't there are people out there that you wouldn't be able to live with but <laughs> you, you know and the pets just have no darn choice it's like why well, I've adopted you I paid for you I've taken you in you're mine love me darn it because I love you. And that, and that doesn't even count like pets who, who are being abused. But I think people who love their pet, people come to you, love their pets, obviously, and want right. to make it work. But sometimes you can't even live with, with a, you know, another individual. And then here you have this pet who's thinking, I can't stand you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've had a situation where I had to tell the guardian <laughs> that their pet wanted to be rehomed because of oh, with another animal
1: oh see how that would now how did that go how did how did that pet parent take it um, I'm grateful little
0: <laughs> how did that go they kind of knew it oh they, okay they, because they uh, they could kind of sense that the animals were getting along they were trying to think of what else can we do right um, and I said I'm sorry but he his purpose was elsewhere essentially and so he wanted to be rehomed and um and they found him a great home and he was happy and um because ultimately that's what we want for our our animal companions we want them to be happy we prefer them to be happy with us but if not we want them to be happy
1: yeah. See that, that is so sad when you think about it, but it brings, I'm just going to uh, give Laura Lee's comment. Cause it's hilarious. Uh, my German shepherd Emmy thinks she's a lap dog and would be thrilled if there were a way for me to carry her around, not going to happen in this lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so let's get a bit deeper. Have you had animals communicate to you, any animal um, and, and, tell you that they're on a really deep spiritual path and how, you know, talk to my owner, I need to do this or just, you know, I'm just, I'm here because this is what I have to do.
0: Um, yes, I have. In fact, the cat that I have right now is a tripod. Um, She's one of the stray cats I had been feeding for quite some time since she was a little kitten. And she came up to me one day and was, um, had hurt her leg. And so I took her to, and she was asking me for help. So I took her to the vet. We ended up, it was broken below the growth plate. And so they said, we can't save it. Mm. And so they amputated the leg. And so, of course, I couldn't let her go outside after that. So I still had Rosie at that time, and Rosie had passed, uh, about a month after that, Rosie had passed, and so Zena escaped. And so it's like, why? Um, mm. And she, what she told me was, is she was just here temporarily, she was just here to help me um, with Rosie's passing. Mm-hmm. And then she was supposed to be off on her own journey. Uh, and she showed me a picture of an autistic girl that apparently is, lives somewhere in this complex. Mm-hmm. And she went to go visit that girl. And the girl wanted um, Zena. her name is Zena. wanted to keep her, but the mom didn't. And so Zena ended up coming back here. Um, But she escapes every once in a while trying to win them over and trying to get to where she can be of service.
1: Oh, my goodness. That's such a lovely story, but sad at the same time. Um, Dolly. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: But she knows she always has a place here if she wants. But she's got free will if she doesn't want to be here
1: that's a tough pill to swallow, isn't yes, it? Especially it. when you care for them so much. Uh, Dolly says, as a zookeeper, I would fall in love with my animals, enriching them mint types of playful exercise, of food hunting to keep them searching and interested. Home pets are the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. Engagement, support, lively play observation with intent to communicate their emotions. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely.
1: And Sherry says, have you ever, Sherry, have you ever heard of a group called Heal Equine Assisted Healing?
0: No, I haven't. But is that like horse therapy? That's Would exactly it help, what it is. Yes. Help, um, you know, kids or, or whoever with PTSD type issues or autism or something like that.
1: Yes. Yeah, Sherry's associated with them. They're a wonderful organization in Canada. Um so anybody needs this sort of assistance, please feel free to reach out um to us at the show and we'll put you in contact with Sherry who could put you in contact with them. Uh see I, again and I think that's that's fantastic to be able to work with with animals to be able to heal ourselves because you see it happening. You know, you go into Home, like assisted living homes or a home for the aged, long term care. And they bring in animals who, like, they just they they, almost like the animals know these are vulnerable people. And the p and and the elderly just they just seem to know, like, my father has Alzheimer's, but when they bring in an animal, he knows they'll have to be gentle, Mm -hmm. right? I think it's it's just beautiful. So
0: Hello, Mark. I always, I also work with a um, charity here, Service Dogs for Vets, where we help train the warrior and the dog to be a warrior pair. Oh wow! It it just helps them so much. There's, it's it's so uh, rewarding.
1: Right. Oh, for sure. For sure. I remember there was a program on on television a few years ago. I don't know if it's still running where um, inmates would take care of rescue animals that were brought in and they would care for them or rehabilitate them. And, uh, you know, and it took, it took animals out of, um, you know, away from kill shelters and they were able to be cared for and then adopted out, which I thought, how, what a wonderful thing. I for think both. they're
0: still doing that, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, see? There we go. I wow. haven't heard about them in a while, but I haven't heard it being closed down either.
1: Wow. Because I, I think it was
0: that. a very beneficial program for the inmates and the dogs.
1: I agree with you. I think it's wonderful. And I'd love to see more of it, frankly, but who am I? <laughs> Laura Lee, my autistic son's cat is so bonded with him and he with her. And she does healing work on him at night. My son was worried she would choose video game cords at night. But Julie helped communicate his cat's needs to sleep in his room. And she stopped peeing on his bed ever since then. Wow. That's fun. <laughs> Cat ruling the roost. Not like my house. <laughs> ruling the roost. Yep. Um, <laughs> so do um, you often have to you know, after communicating with animals, you find yourself having to work with the pet owners to just sort of accommodate the needs of the animals. Cause it can't always be the animals. A lot of times it's gotta be the owners.
0: Um, sometimes, but most of the time I can do some energy healing on the animal
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that helps fix a lot of the behavioral issues.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, besides, you know, talking to them and, um, because, like I said, they've got free will, too. And I had this one where um, the dogs was chasing the car. And it's like, ooh. And, you know, I showed them pictures of what could happen. It says, that car's not going to stop. It's not like another animal. Because they thought, oh, this is fun. We're going to play. Mm-hmm. We're going to chase this. We're going to get it. Right. And. It doesn't work that way. Um, there was another time where this dog was running through an electric fence and would get down to the road and this was a busy run- highway and it almost caused an accident. And it's like, you know, your mama would be very upset if you got hurt. Um, and I showed him a picture of what could happen? You know, the car's crushing his bones and stuff like that. I got sent him a picture of his mama, you know, crying as he was being taken away in a car. And I said, you don't want to leave your mama, do you? And he goes, no. Oh. And I, says, I I didn't understand. And oh. it's like, you know, she wants to keep you safe. And if you keep going through that fence, she's not going to be able to keep you safe. And so she's going to have to give you up. Oh, I didn't realize that. And ever since then, he never went through that electric fence. Wow. Wow. I
1: I love that story. I really do. I think that, you know, I think that people should reach out um, to their pets and try to just learn about them. The same way you would want to know about anybody else in your family, like their family. You have to know. But here's um, something that makes it a bit hard. Um, Perfect example of how it doesn't always work. Uh, Like they have a black cat that we're feeding. She has a shelter out on her veranda, but only wants to eat here and shelters elsewhere. We can only pat her while putting food in her bowl. Otherwise, you can't approach her. So I could see that would be, be difficult to to gauge, you know, you just have the healthy respect. Like I ha- we have a possum outside. I- every place I've lived, we've had a possum and I've always cared for the possum. And we do care for the possum. The possum eats like a king. <laughs> so, you know. Um, we well, don't
0: want to feed them too much because otherwise they won't eat all the ticks and the fleas that they're supposed to be eating.
1: Yeah, we'll come. To, oh, yeah. Well, come springtime, it'll be a different, whole different thing. Wintertime, we like to make sure that like, you know that that they they do okay because a lot of animals just don't don't do well in the winter months. And this one even chirps. If when you go out and you give it a little chirp sound, it chirps back, so we know it's waiting, you know, for its food. So let's just say over the Christmas holidays, the possum did really well. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um okay so another question while you're communicating with the animal do you touch the animal or sit there and look into their eyes so you can do it remotely but what about someone trying to connect with their pet at home who may not have access to someone like you well i might want to give it a hand themselves
0: (laughs) i get my best connections if i use a picture and look in their eyes so i would recommend looking at your pet's eyes and um you know without making them feel uncomfortable because you know sometimes you look at the pet's eyes they're just like oh you know and start getting oh am i in trouble <laughs> am i in trouble or right you know it sometimes it's considered an aggressive movement right. um so But if I look at a picture and look at their eyes, uh, it helps me to connect. Um, But I don't necessarily need a picture anymore. Right. Um, But I think if you even, like, touch the animal, you can connect. Um, You you don't have to be looking in their eyes. It just depends on how you relate to that animal and how... um, how you're able to connect because everyone connects a little bit differently. Right. One thing you want to do is you want to be respectful. You want to ask them if they're willing to communicate. You don't want to be judgmental. Um, You want to look at things from their perspective. Um, Because like the, the dog chasing the car, the owners thought, oh, he's just being, you know, a behavioral issue type of thing. But no, he thought it was a game. He thought it was playing. Right, right.
1: So essentially when you're connecting or looking at a photo, it's the same that a lot of mediums would do, even looking at photos of individuals or so on. I think people need to realize that, because you know, I'll back up. I can't tell you how many times I have read um, you know, posts and i'm not on social media a lot um time doesn't allow that for me but <laughs> when i am why i it's uh, <laughs> my life but um i've seen comments here and there which basically have stated something along the lines of animals don't have souls and That's not true. It, and uh, exactly right exactly
0: also, i've also seen where they don't have emotions and that is not true either
1: right no i've seen animals cry mm-hmm. me too you know and i think until you see it oh my goodness you, you just look at in the eyes of an elephant for example with so much wisdom mm-hmm. with so much wisdom because you know they, they tend to or they should <laughs> and unfortunately in some parts of the world they don't but they should live a really long time and there's so much life experience in there i can tell even when i would look at you know and one of like one of my elderly dogs for example you know like through the years they, the way they look at you you could just see there's so much wisdom and I wish I could understand what they were doing you know when you're feeding them and they're just like no I don't I don't want to eat that I don't like it <clears throat> don't try to cram it down their throat like okay well you just don't want this today we'll try to do better <laughs> next time or you know um, but It amazes me that there are people out there who really feel that way. Yeah, me too. You know, um, they really do have souls and feelings. Animals have souls. They're emotional. They are sentient. Absolutely. Most definitely. Absolutely. Um, So basically then when you are like, do you have a lot of people who, who want to communicate with you in person like is that is it easier for you to touch the animal like basically i know when when you know in my line of work you know we we do use remote viewing and people get funky about it so essentially you're looking at a photo you're just tapping into that animal without a photo
0: you know do you get a degree of resistance with that generally not because Often when I'm in person, Mm -hmm. also picking up on the person. And so sometimes it's difficult to separate out the person versus the animal.
1: Yeah, I could see that.
0: Whereas if I'm remote, I can focus in on the animal before the call and get some information and make sure my connection is solid with them before Mm -hmm. I bring the, the human into it.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I could see that. Um, you mentioned that you are you work the physical, the emotional, and the spiritual levels. So when I come to you, without getting into you know obviously a whole block of specifics, I'm already like trying to get this and this and this in place. <laughs> but, but what would you do? So somebody comes to you with a pet, and they're like, "Okay, here's some here's some questions. Can you walk us through the process so you know we all know what to expect?"
0: Well, you'll have some questions to begin with. Right. So I'll connect in with the animal, and I always ask them if they want some healing, especially if we're talking about some behavioral issues. And like you said, I work on the physical, emotional, and spiritual. These sessions can take anywhere from um, 45 minutes to two and a half, three hours sometimes. It depends on what their higher self tells me they want. Right. And there's a protocol I go through primarily, and I get a lot of information from that. I can send a lot of healing. Um, If the client hasn't booked a healing session, um, I'll do a quicker version of it during the call. But usually I like to do it remotely. But I need to get the owner's permission to do the healing as well as the animal's okay so i i just go through i say okay i can't do this right now but when i'm on the call with your mama what right. do you want me to do right and so i it can be things like um um grounding them sending animal essences um sending crystal energy um doing some things for um balancing the left and right hemispheres of the brain. Um, I use the meridian system, which is one of the energy systems of the body to release stuck emotions from the various meridians on the spiritual level. I will work with the chakras, both the major and minor chakras. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll also check to see if they have viruses or parasites or bacteria. Um, I'll also check into their lifestyle, um, their relationships, mm-hmm. so much that goes into one of these sessions. Mm-hmm. I can't physically do it on the call. Right. So we'll do it. If they at book a energy healing session, I will do it remotely. Right. And then we spend 30 minutes. Um, I'll, I'll summarize what what all I've done, what information came through, um, you know, what recommendations came through. And I'm not a vet, but sometimes some health-related recommendations come through um, and I will relay that to the person. And there's always some time left to ask some questions.
1: Well, excellent, excellent. So basically, you know, you go through everything yeah with the pet i think that's lovely and that
0: that's the main toolbox i have but i always ask them at the end is there anything else you need and sometimes they'll say yes because sometimes there's a cord that needs to be cut or you know i've got a lot of different tools in my tool belt i've even started adapting my shamanic practices to mm-hmm. help animals right. I've been working with my um stepmom service dog because he was diagnosed with bone cancer Oh. And so I've been doing some shamanic healing on him right. and I've already extended that he's um, they estimated he would only last for two months. He's mm-hmm. already lasted for six months and wow. I can relieve his pain. I've been working on building up his shoulder with collagen and removing the cancer cells. Mm-hmm. Um, and now his, timeline is his highest yet it's
1: like two and a half to three years wow that's amazing and and what does that require from you like is this a daily healing you need to do or is this something is it weekly monthly like how much healing would you need to do on an animal that's pretty much diagnosed with a couple of months and and ending up
0: going years it just depends whenever My stepmom starts seeing that he's in pain. Right. Uh, She'll ask me to reach out to him. And so I'll generally do a healing then. Um, What I've been trying to do lately is do it weekly so that I can keep him pain free and off of his pain medicines because she stopped having to give him his pain medicines. Right. Um, And just, you know, his quality of life is right. so much better. Um, right.
1: Right. I think that's that's beautiful. And and, and energy work, um people <laughs> it, it's underrated. It should be, it really should be more recognized because you can do so much healing with frequency, vibration, energy work. Uh, and with diet. Right.
0: Diet's huge for animals and right.
1: people. Right. I agree. I agree with you on that. Um, Faye said, that is lovely. I would be suggesting to my sister to contact you about Hildy. (laughs) Well, I think that might just be your answer, Faye, and you might start getting nice, peaceful visits with your sister. Absolutely. (sighs) Ruth says, I'm with the cats and dogs all day, every day, so I talk to them a lot. She goes, I swear they understand me. The dog does for sure, but the cat's body language and vocalizations are clearly Responding,
0: yeah. So they understand more than we give them credit for, right? Uh-oh. And you know, with that, sometimes they choose to ignore you.
1: Especially cats.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they understand a lot more. Sometimes it's just kind of garbly goop to them, right? But, um, but yeah, right. if they're paying attention, they they understand more than we give them credit for.
1: So basically, when you hear people say they understand the tone or it has to be one or two syllables, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think it's all tone or do you think that they actually do understand
0: what you are saying? It depends. Okay. Sometimes they don't understand, um, like, like medical terminology. Sometimes they don't understand what a chiropractor is versus an acupuncturist. Right, to so send them a picture of, you know, is, when you had this treatment, did this help? And I showed the the needles, right. or, you know, I showed them, you know, doing a chiropractic treatment, and said which one have felt better? And oh, the one with the needles. Right. So sometimes you have to explain to them, because sometimes some of our words don't make sense to them. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially if you're talking strictly to the animal. A lot of times I'll talk to them on their their higher self. And their higher self knows more than um, the animal itself does.
1: Right. Right. I'm just going to post your website here, um, in the chat room, so everybody go crazy, guys. There we go. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I I think there are times when you know, I I the whole attitude part is interesting. For a while, I used to wonder, like, does she actually understand? Like, I've you know, I'm saying her name 15 times, muffin, 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 and muffin's like this. Will not even acknowledge me. Muffin. Muffin. So <laughs> there she goes. And she's a chihuahua. She's 13 years old. And it's just like not doing it. And I get a little half glance over. It's like, it's like, wow, I feed you. I love you. I give you so well, much love and affection. Well, Always <laughs> have
0: attitudes.
1: Oh. Yes. <laughs> yes. I've had many I've and had so many do cats
0: cats generally have attitudes too,
1: yes, yes, <laughs> cats are notorious for it. I've had Bengals and Bengals are honestly my first Bengal was just a, a dream, but he died of some crazy Bengal thing after just two years old, very unexpectedly, just like that oh and bizarre. yeah, it happens um. You know, my sister actually knew somebody who had a Bengal and they, it's the same thing happened like within weeks and he just passed away. And apparently this can happen with Bengals. There's no rhyme or reason. They just, you know, that's it. He had a seizure or something first time done. That was that. Mm-hmm. And the other one, um, there's just something that's not right with him. And he's, he's now living with my son and daughter-in-law. And I, his little litter mates used to pluck off all of his whiskers. I <laughs> might have had something to do with his anxiety.
0: <laughs> yeah, that might. Yes.
1: Yeah, so, so he's never been right since. <laughs> and uh, he's probably, he's a few years old now, but it just, it, it goes just to show, you know, like I knew this because the, the prior owner who whose cat had this little guy said, this is what happened. And he's, he's, he's a very strange little cat. He's the, the, that was the runt of the litter. And, you know, so we had an idea, but sometimes when you have, like, I'm thinking you're short circuited, There's just something not right with you at all, but how many times does that happen? And people just have no idea they're buying from pet stores or they're,
0: you know, they're, they're finding them as strays. And they don't know the history. Exactly. Because sometimes with some of the puppy mills, they're interbreeding. Yeah. And um you know that's not conducive to a healthy family line or a healthy pet. No,
1: not at all. Not at all. And some of them will portray themselves as, you know, reputable um breeders. Yeah. You know, and then you end up with a very sickly animal.
0: And and there are a lot of great breeders out there, but then yeah. again, there's
1: a lot that yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but you know, I, again, I I've just learned that for me, more rewarding are rescues and second chances. Yes. And, um, I've always had big dogs Like I said, I've had Dobermans, I've had shepherds. I've had a lot of Huskies because Huskies take a certain type of person yes. to be <laughs> able to, um, to raise them, shall we say? And I had rescue huskies,
0: and they're very vocal.
1: Oh, they're very vocal, and they're very silly. And uh, we had one that taught our other well-behaved husky how to jailbreak. And they and they like to run, right? So they had a huge, huge run, and um, it was probably about eight hundred square feet. And then there was like a couple acres to run besides that. So one day they were gone all night. One one, one time that they escaped. And the next morning they decided to show up, and it was pouring rain. The other one came back early, and he's like, Nope, just let me back in. I'm like, All right, I'll let you back in. The other one just sat there in the pouring rain, sitting there, staring at the house. And I'm looking at him through the window. I'm going, It is so naughty. So I go out and I looked at him and I pointed to you know his main area, and I went like this. And he went down on his tummy. (laughs) I never had to say a word. I never had to. It must have been my vibes. (laughs) It's like partying all night. (laughs) Now you want to be dry and be fat, I suppose. You know, but um, it's, you know, it's like that telepathic thing.
0: Telepathic plus animals use a lot of more physical commands versus voice commands. Right. Um, that's how a lot of trainers train them right? to connect the voice command with a hand signal or something like that.
1: Huh. See, well, that brings me to this comment. My sister's other cat, a British short hair, was five years old when she got her. The sister wore the cat. Or swore the cat didn't understand her because she only understood Russian, the language of the cat's former owner. The cat now understands my sister, which is very sweet with her. So, what do we do when you have an animal? Because this happened with one of my little chihuahuas, came from from a Chinese or family, and I'm talking to this dog, who's 14 months old, is looking at me like I have two heads. Like what?
0: <laughs> what do you do in that case? You basically have to retrain them. You have to show hand signals, you know, like slapping your knee for come, um, you know, using like this for stop. Right. Things like that to try and and help them to learn the new language. Right.
1: And have you been able to intervene that way by communicating with them? Is there anything that that can speed up that process so to speak?
0: I've never had the opportunity to work on a case like that. Okay. Um, All of my clients have been English speaking and had dogs that were raised in English speaking environments. Right.
1: Right. Okay. Well, you might just might, because I'm sure one of ours still, mind you, she's been with us probably now as much time as she was with her prior family, but it was a real struggle. At that point, the retraining process was very, very hard. Um, Laura Lee, my cats are so sweet. They've never bitten or scratched, but they've been raised since birth with dogs. Mind you, my son's cat and how we initially met Julie told you that she loves us, but she wouldn't miss it if our dog Emmy wasn't there. <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh. laughs> yeah, it can be hard. That can be hard. Um, we can speak more than one language. So can animals. Oh, I don't doubt that. I think we just all have to jive with the same language at the same time. So, you know, but I do believe in, in the language of love and, um, and perseverance.
0: <laughs> eventually, also if you connect with their higher self, their higher self generally knows more than one language.
1: Right. Right. I agree with that. Uh, a die. lot of it is
0: telepathy and and showing pictures and things like that.
1: Right. Okay. So does that go back to you know people will say dogs are colorblind? I think because if you're showing them pictures, I mean, I don't know, my animals watch television, and they're fully into it. <laughs> so you know,
0: they have more limited color range than humans do. Right. But they do see some colors.
1: Right, right. Have you ever had parents who have had sessions with you and realized that, you know what, this isn't for me? Like, have they gone on to give maybe find other homes? Not just because it's what the pet wants, but because, you know, like, I don't imagine a parent would do too well to hear, like, no. I don't like you. I don't like these habits of yours. I don't like what you feed me. I don't really like when you pat me or touch me. Like, have you ever had a parent say, this animal is just too difficult and I can't put the time in to make it work?
0: Um, the pet parent having trouble t- putting yeah, in
1: time. Yeah, accepting the reading.
0: I've never run across that. Oh, good. That's Um, good. The birds I have talked with have been very. Animated, silly. um, Fun. I had this one that. Had two birds in different cages and she wanted to know whether she could put them in the. the same cage and it was like yes but they want the larger cage (laughs) and she did and they were fine she was so worried that they would not get along or whatever but they were fine they wanted it it's like
1: about time wow that's funny i've had parrots um, I used to do parrot rescue and I could rear little babies from eggs. And if oh. I had to, and very rewarding people don't realize um, how animated birds are, but they're also very cuddly, more cuddly or like they're cuddlier, more cuddly. Am I saying that I'm being French right now. Sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> I'd be just talking with my hands and get my point across, but they, they I've had a bird who used to have to snuggle every single night. She'd fall asleep in my arms and we would have
0: our cuddle time. Yeah, and and they're just little angels. Yeah, birds need a lot of attention. Yes, and I had a cockatiel and a cherry-headed conure at one point. Right. Um,
1: Cockatiels are sweet. I've had them as well. Yeah, they're so sweet. But I, I see that to me would be interesting to communicate with them because their longevity with the bigger the bird the bigger the lifespan right. and um we had a cockatoo that was rescued and they gave her up because you know her parents had a baby and uh she was a little too loud and sassy and um they thought she was a boy and when we got her because i knew how to tell you know she was a girl by by her eyes and um she just would do very strange things, and even in her bonding. But she, she, you know, her behavior when it came to the PTSD. When you talk about PTSD, yeah. she she was really a traumatized bird. And I've rescued parrots out of breeding situations who have plucked themselves bald, um, being kept in tiny little cages. You know, the nails wrapped around. It's complete abuse. And I've rescued these animals or these birds and rehabilitated them and and donated them, you know, to to good families because parrots are so expensive to buy. But um, you know, she was just I found out that cockatoos are one of the most abused parrots on the market. So, you know, I noticed that you you do talk because you have blogs. I've been on your website, I've checked it out. Go check it out, people. <laughs> <laughs> and um you do you do talk a lot about um like you have a good article on, on the PTSD and how to deal with that. And it's not just for dogs and cats.
0: Yeah, any animal can be abused and have PTSD. Yeah, yeah exactly. And sometimes they bring it from a previous life. It's not necessarily this life.
1: Yeah. No, that's, exactly. And pets with children, that's where it gets really difficult. Have you had to say to people, you know, that is this, people don't always want to hear anything derogatory about their kids or their pets. But when you come into a situation where you just can't put them together because the, you know, they haven't taught the child to be respectful towards a pet, for example. I wonder why the pet is lasting out of the child. Have you run into that and and had any issues even with that?
0: Fortunately, no.
1: Ooh, very lucky.
0: Um, But I would think that in a situation like that, the pet might want to be rehomed.
1: Right, yeah, I, I would agree. Our children were always taught to be very, very respectful of animals. I was taught that way. You know, we've always had animals. I think it enriches um, your life, and it gives children a very healthy respect for how to treat animals. Um, Faye says, have you ever communicated with an animal you just couldn't like?
0: <laughs> Is this such a thing? <laughs> I don't know that I've gotten an animal that I didn't like. Oh, okay. I like all animals. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I like to think I'm an animal lover too, but you just get some, you know, when you have a, have a cat who just looks at you and decides now I'm just going to barf up this fur ball right here in front of you so you can step in it. Or I'm just going to poop over here because I feel like it's just a salty animal.
0: <laughs> I think a snake might be one of those that I would keep my distance from, but I've never really spoken to a snake. That might be interesting. I've spoken to a cockroach, though. So. Yeah. How bad could it be?
1: <laughs> Snakes are said to be, you know, uh, a representation of knowledge. So maybe they would educate you on a lot of different things.
0: Well, they're also a symbol of transformation or or healing because they shed their skin. Right. Uh, when I was getting, after my, um separation from my husband. I was in an apartment. One day I came home from um, running some errands or something. Right. And there's a huge, huge um cottonmouth snake Ooh. on my welcome mat. Wow. Oh, okay. And I, it, would. I actually had talked to a snake. Uh, I've forgotten about this, but I was getting ready to move to South Carolina. Right. And that was a symbol for me that I was on the right path. Right. And that I should go for it. But it's like. I'm not going up into <laughs> the, the snake. Wow. Uh, you know, and and kids were getting ready to get off of school, so I had to call the apartment office because it it wasn't moving. it it
1: wow, So the snake was just taking up residence. Could you not just say to him, "You know, hey, why are you here?
0: <laughs> well, I did, and it it's like, you know, it had a message for me. I said, okay, well, I got the message. Can you s- go back to the lake?
1: Oh boy. There was a,
0: a lake in our apartment complex. And right. Right. It it wasn't listening.
1: The snake just didn't care. Boy, oh boy. That would be difficult when when you just have, you know, that sort of a situation and, and they know you're scared of them. So they're just gonna, you know, push their little scaly weight around yeah
0: (laughs) absolutely but i mean this this snake was taller than or longer than i was oh yeah
1: crazy that's yeah that's crazy i mean not that you didn't fear it for good reason (laughs) snakes on average you know not everybody you know feels like snakes and spiders as 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 pets or you know you see one i just automatically instinctively want to sidestep And keep going. Uh, We're going to do a really quick um, station and sponsor ID. So for those of you just tuning in, this is The Outer Realm. And we are sitting with Julie Bassett. We are talking about animal communication. We are talking about pet mediumship, shamanism, spirituality, how pet owners can connect with their pets to find out if not just what they're doing or what they want from you, but you know, how you can be a better pet owner. At least that's how I see it. So we're broadcasting live on United Public Radio Network, UFO, Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 FM on the Gulf Coast, 107.7 FM in New Orleans, and of course, Roku TV. So for those of you guys who are in chat room, please note there are seven different chat rooms. And we are watching you file in from a super highway into one lane. So be patient. The guests can see the comments. Big thank you to Folgers Coffee for sponsoring our show this evening and every evening. Uh, we appreciate you so very much. Big thank you to Justin Snicker, a.k.a. Dr. Snick the Sonic Surgeon, award-winning composer of Halloween horror, sci-fi, electronic music, which can be found on all of your favorite musical streaming platforms. Also, big thank you to Steve McGuinness, the artist behind all of our banners and logos here at the show, check him out on Instagram and Facebook. And by the way, he does do amazing pet artwork so he can paint your pet. And while we're on the topic of pets, I thought that would be important to bring up. <laughs> so anyway, we are back. Um, okay, let's we're, we're gonna get into a little bit of you know a little bit sadder. I mean, sadder for me, I, I lost you know my my little pet baby. Couple of years ago, and she really was like my baby. In fact, I remember remember when I went back about fifteen years ago, and I was introduced to a pet communicator, and sent her picture of my pets. At the time, she goes, "The little brown one thinks she's the center of the universe." And my response was, "Okay, <laughs> yes." There was a problem with that. <laughs> she was like my little, almost like a, She thought she was human, but you know. So what? you know, what's the most I mean, it's tragic when we lose our fur babies, you know, it really is. So you're asked to communicate with them. What is that like for you? Like, do you find that really emotional? Because I know I would find that just really heart-wrenching to be doing that on a regular basis.
0: I think because I am a pet medium, it's not as traumatic for me because I know they're still with us. Right. And, you know, because often when I'm talking to the client, I say, well, he's right there. He's right behind you or he's down at your feet. Right. Um, because they are still with us. They are here. You know, once they pass, a lot of times they are here as guides for us because they, there, there is a reason why our every pet is with us. They're right. here to teach us something. They're here to heal us. They're here to be a catalyst for us. Um, there's just so many things that they are here to help us with. Right. And, um, and their purpose isn't necessarily with, always with us, but they are to be of service. Um you know, like all the service dogs, all the therapy dogs, they love it. they they love having a job to do. right. Um, they love helping us heal. Um you know, that's the primary reason I find that animals are in our lives is because they're here to help us heal they're, but they're also on their own path. they're also trying to, learn and grow just as we are right they're here to experience different experiences too and a lot of times they intersect with our experiences right and how do they usually communicate because i know with humans um
1: you know we leave certain signs whether it's smells um whether it's you know um, like a favorite perfume favorite flowers or you know birds You know, my mother loved cardinals. After she passed, good grief. Like, How many cardinals do we have on this property? You know, (laughs) just lots of cardinals. So, you know, how do pets communicate with us once they've passed on?
0: Often I've found they send butterflies. Well, sometimes send yellow butterflies or blue butterflies or one sent ladybugs. So anytime somebody saw a ladybug either outside or in a in a magazine or in a photo or on a bumper sticker, anywhere. That was a sign from them that, yes, I am there. I've had them send coins. Um, Most of the time, those are humans, though, that are sending them. Yes, yeah. But but sometimes pets send them, too. Sometimes they send feathers. Uh, It just depends.
1: Right, right. No, I love that. Um, Laura Lee said, I took a picture a few years ago of someone I was speaking with via Skype of their deceased cat sitting on the pillow next to them on the bed. It was very cool to see her cat there. And Wayne says, I have 27 pounds. My God, it's a big cat. I a 27-pound tabby pass a few years back. And the night after his passing, I felt him hop up on the bed and walk towards me as he had done countless nights before.
0: Yes, absolutely. I had a, one of the dogs I tried to, um, is a Great Pyrenees. I felt him come and sit down right next to me. And this was a dog from like Arizona or something that was lost in the desert. Wow. He ended up passing, Mm. fortunately. Um, But, He's now on my team. He came and sat down next to me. We had such a good connection. Right. Um, and I could feel his fur. Um, it was just really cool.
1: When you say your team, can you elaborate on that?
0: My spirit team and my healing team. I have uh, a team of animals that helps me to heal other animals. Mm-hmm um and helps me to communicate with them. Yeah. I've I've heard that a
1: lot with um people who even um just people's mediums who you know who don't work with animals at all will sometimes have spirit animals. Not just as guides, but who actually I I I guess they're still being the service dog so to speak even in the afterlife, which right. is you know, really interesting. So if you have, like, do you ever have pets who are grounded, who just get stuck because they just don't want to leave their family?
0: I've had animals that have prolonged their passing because trying to give their guardians a chance to adjust and to... um because they didn't want to see them sad or feel guilty. Yeah. Um, so I have seen that happen. Mm-hmm.
1: It's difficult. I think, like anything, we can tie human spirits, you know, to us through grieving. And it would be the same with animals because we just, you know, we're just so much more bonded Like, I know with my little one, like, I revived her six times and, like, at least once a week for six weeks until her last time. And I just went, okay, yeah, mouth-to-mouth, she just stopped breathing. It's like, there we go. (laughs) You know? And I could still hear her barking every now and then. Yeah. She had this little discount bark, and you could just hear it in the distance every once in a while. Yeah. So you know, she, she, again, you know, my baby. So, um, but yes, you can, you can, you know, give mouth to mouth to a dog or an animal and right back, you know, her little, her little um, siblings would would bark and let me know if she stopped breathing. And and it just was crazy. My vet would be just like, that's amazing. I don't know. It's a heart thing. You know, she had a heart issue. So it's just like, well, you know, so that was difficult you know, to say the least, but I know she's still around. It doesn't make it any easier though, no. because we still, and I know better. I know better, you know, I, I'm having mediumship abilities and I know that, you know, your loved ones are around or your fur babies are still around and it still doesn't make it easier, even though we know better.
0: Right. Cause we miss their furs, their presence, their actual physical body, their presence. Um,
1: yeah.
0: And I think that's why it's so hard for a lot of people is, you know, you get so used to having them around and and that even though you know they're in spirit, it just isn't the same.
1: It is not the same, no matter what. My mother used to laugh. She goes, you probably missed that dog more than me. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) I don't. Um, Faye has a question. Do zoos ever ask for your help?
0: I've not been asked by a zoo yet. Oh, okay,
1: all right. Uh, my service dog Tippy is still with me. I see her um, out of body experiences. Oh, is that when you're having an OBE or when she would OBE? Interesting. So, um, what is the most? Um, have you ever had to help with missing animals? Mm-hmm what has been, you know, that Those are
0: very hard to do. Okay. Um, cause I get a lot of the ones that end up being passed. <sighs> um, and that is very difficult, but there are, and you know, animals travel. And so trying to track where they are is often very difficult. Right. I do not really care for doing lost animal cases, but I will. Right. Um, but you know, they're always on the move, so I cannot guarantee results and the pet parent has to be actively involved. Right. Um, but there are different reasons why pets leave and there are different reasons why pets don't come back. Right. Um, right.
1: What about those who just get lost? You know, for example, I don't know, example, you're camping, you bring your pet or you're visiting somewhere, you're at a rest stop for a half an hour and animal just goes wandering, um, you know, like animals wander. Have you ever had, have you ever been able to reunite families with lost animals?
0: I have on some occasions. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one where a horse got missing. Wow. Horse and they were looking in the wrong place. <laughs> wow. So I told him, no, it, it's over here because I do map dousing. So I can try and track it with a map and a pendulum. I love that. Um, and just asking questions. Did you cross this street? Did you go this way? Did you go north? How-? Whatever. Right. And, and I said, no, it's on the other side. And so they went and looked on the other side, and there's the horse.
1: Wow, crazy! I was gonna say it's not easy to lose a horse. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty big animal.
0: Wow. But I've, I've had dogs return. I've had some cats return. Uh, Is it just from reasoning
1: with the animal, like you know, when you when you're tapping and looking at a photo, and the animal's just off on a you know, like my Huskies used to do, you know, cause Huskies are known runners. They will run for bloody days and miles. Um, you know, so were you able to just tap into the animal and say, okay, you do need to go home now. Your parents are worried. Have you had like a success story like that? Or is the animal just like, I don't care. I'm not having
0: fun. I've had both. Okay. Um, cats are notorious for going on little adventures. Yes. Um, Generally, though, if you have a cat that's strictly indoors and it gets out, it's going to stay close to home. It's going to try and find some place to hide where it feels safe. I've had them underneath the house before, underneath uh, like a deck. Right. Um, Right. Dogs are more of wanderers. Right. Or cats that have been used to being outside right um so in communicating
1: in the past and in your communication with animals um do they tell you what their parents should do to to look for them so like if we lose our pets how based on your experience what should we be doing to try to get our pets to come back or is there anything we can do at all
0: Generally if you animals can smell a lot better than we can. Right. And so if you put like a a dirty piece of clothing from their favorite person, it will okay. help them find their way back home. Right. Or a dirty litter box. Right. Cat. Right. Will help bring them back home. Right. Um often I've put a Big, like searchlight above their house saying go towards the light wow um, I've often asked them if I could see through their eyes and look in around and see what they're seeing mm-hmm. um, I was doing that with somebody a little bit earlier today where oh. her cat's been missing since mid-December
1: oh goodness
0: and I'm when I looked through its eyes, I saw like darkness around me, and I did the map dowsing, and it's like she's right there, or he's right there. He's under the house, and they're looking around trying to figure out how this cat got in there. Right, um, and they haven't found the opening yet, but uh,
1: so is the cat lost? Like it just can't find its way out, or is it just playing hard scary. to get?
0: Because it hasn't ever been outside before.
1: Okay. And so
0: cats are very set in their ways. Right. Do not like change. Right. And so this cat got out and it's like, oh, shit. Sorry.
1: That's okay. It's, it's,
0: <laughs> fun. it's not one of the worst
1: words that have ever been said.
0: <laughs> um, but it's right. like, what am I doing out here? It's like, I'm scared. I'm going to go hide. Oh. And... um. So it found a way underneath the house. There must've been a little hole. I, I've got the area, cause there's like a deck in the back. And then it looks like from looking at the deck, it's to the left and a ways in. And yeah. I saw like a, he showed me white and he showed me like a paint can That was kind of knocked over. And he also showed me like a pillar. Like a a wooden pillar. And a low ceiling. And also like he was in a corner somewhere. Um, Uh I've had an animal show me a rooster before. And it was a... um, Not a real rooster, but a decoration that was posted on somebody's wall outside oh
1: so to show you where basically where to find them Mm -hmm. how interesting i had a landmark
0: publicly stolen one time and i tracked them through the different roads to this one house and they went there um Which I don't advise doing because these people were not the best people. Right. And they could have gotten in a lot of trouble. Wow. Um, But since they came, all of a sudden at the end of the road, there were the puppies. Oh so they knew that they had been caught and so they went and put the puppies where they would be found
1: wow they were fortunate they were fortunate the animals
0: i had a cat that was locked in a neighbor's apartment one time right and they got the they were able to get the cat back
1: right right it's sad. It's a whole other world out there. And um, you've really given us all a lot of food for thought myself, you know, certainly, and I'm excited because I know I'm going to get to have you read my fur babies. And, you know, my, my biggest thing again is, okay, are we doing everything right for you? Because they're you know coming from other situations and it's not always about you know, what we want to learn about them. It's about what, you know, they want from us also. So we're slowly heading into, uh, towards the, you know, the end of the show. So how can people find you? We have your website going. I put it up in the stream. Do you have anything going on? Is there anything, you know, you want to promote for yourself? Please feel free to do that.
0: Well, I probably will be doing another beginner animal communication course probably hey. sometime in February, I would think. Because I do it like every couple of months, every three months, two months, three months, somewhere like that. So okay. I'm, I'm starting to think about doing that. Uh, I have a Facebook business page, which has all my shamanic stuff on it as well. Beautiful. Uh, I haven't updated my website yet with my shamanic. Uh, shamanism but my facebook page is facebook.com forge slash jade bassett animal communicator okay Uh, and i've got an instagram too that has both and it's at julie jean bassett and j-e-a-n-n-e
1: Excellent. Well, all of your links are in the show description. So people can go in there and and just click on them. And Laura Lee said it was awesome. I took the course with Julie. So (laughs) so, yeah, so people will will definitely be able to find you there. And, And thank you so much for coming on. I mean, you're the first show of 2024 for the Outer Realm. And I know Amelia, who's under the weather, wishes she could be here because you know her dog's got all kinds of things going on too. So you may hear from her also. But um, it definitely was enlightening. I love to to know what it's like from the other end. You know, I'm I'm the pet parent, and I've worked with so many individuals that I've never really, you know, you know, th- stopped to think about what it's like communicating. With these amazing little beings that have spirits who are larger than life, and and just enrich our lives so much. Absolutely, you know. So, oh, well, chiming in. Great show. Fascinating topic. Great guest. Great show. Thank you guys. Keep chiming in. So thank you, and I will be in touch with all the links that you need, and of course with. I am getting there. I promise. <laughs> Not like, a problem. <laughs> oh no, it Everything is for us. in divine
0: timing.
1: You keep uh, you keep saying that, but if I don't get on it, my schedule is gonna undivine my time and it's just gonna go somewhere else completely Where I don't need it to go. And we do want to know about our, our little ones. So they have a vet appointment on for their annual checkups on Friday, and then we're gonna be able to get into their little heads and see what's going on with them. <laughs> the little darling.
0: So thank you for having me. I I really enjoyed it. This has been a lot of fun.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm glad you had fun. I certainly did. Everybody certainly did. Still chiming in. Cool show. Thank you. Great chat. Love the subject. Night, night. Great show. And of course, our bias one. Amazing show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much, Julie. And again, I will be in touch soon. All right. Thank you. Good night. And happy new year. Happy new year. Thank you. Well, everybody, we have come to the end of another great show. What a way to kick off 2024. Something near and dear, you know, to my heart and many, which is of course our fur family. So thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all in chat room. You just make it that much more fun. Uh, Big thank you to Folgers Coffee. Big thank you to Justin Snicker and Steve McGinnis. We appreciate you so very much. If you guys like what you hear, if you like the, the show, please, wherever you're watching, subscribe, share, comment. You know, just like us up. We appreciate you so much for that and it helps us grow. Also. If you want to contact us please do so at the outer realm contact at gmail.com the outer realm contact at gmail.com or just go to the facebook page and click on email and it brings you right to us unfortunately so difficult to answer messages on social media i personally get so much and it's hard to keep track of all the group pages as well so email really is the best way so tomorrow night we welcome back our returning guest, Ryan Peterson, who is a biblical researcher and writer with an emphasis in ancient Hebrew. Now he's been on the show before talking about one of his books and he does, he he really gets into theology. So he's, he's really interesting, but he's going to be discussing his newest book called the final Nephilim. So it goes back from Genesis to Revelations, providing study on end times, prophecy, rise of the prophesies, seed of the serpent, the Antichrist, all of this interesting stuff. So, you know, we give you something lighthearted and we're going to give you a little bit of gloom and doom. But hey, you know, we do aim to please and uh, we are fascinated in what he's got to say. So again, happy new year. Thank you for tuning in and we shall see you all tomorrow evening. Good night.